listening to The Final Take. We're your hosts. I'm Nelson Wynn. And I'm Tim Cox. This is a conversation podcast where we talk TV, film, and our love for it all. This episode, we put our episode-by-episode take on She-Hulk on hold so we can cover Disney Plus Day and the epic D23 Expo in a special two-part episode this week. Our first episode covers the D23 trailers and Disney Plus Day. But first, if you're among our tens of listeners or new to our podcast, please help us out by smashing that like or subscribe button and give us a five-star review on any and all the platforms you're listening on. Maybe even tell a friend or a loved one about us and share a link to this episode. Yeah, like here's a sample. Hey, that's right. I listen to this awesome podcast about movies and TV shows, <laughs> kind of like how we talk daily about movies and TV shows. And you should listen to it, too. And then we can talk about this podcast. That's it's right. Called the final take. That is. You know what? <laughs> First of all, it sounded like you were reading that. <laughs> <laughs> No, that is off the cuff, my friend. Um, I'm going to throw an old school reference. It was Orlando Jones from Office Space selling magazine subscriptions. <laughs> I was channeling that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a success. Oh, All right. thank you. Hey, yeah. listen. listen. Yeah. You, you may have studied drama and theater in college, but this is just, it just... It flowed right through me. This is natural it, talent, my friend. It is. Hello, I am addicted to crack, and I sell in <laughs> magazines. Yeah. Ah, man, that was classic. Uh, all uh, right. Oh. I'm, I'm queued up and ready to go for our next segment, man. All right. Well, hey, let's get to some trailer pitches. <laughs> yes. Our uh, one and only segment. <laughs> a segue, I should say. I'm going to play it again. <laughs> I know. Here we are. Let's just keep playing it. Uh, I know. It took okay, all of yeah. about five minutes to do. And then <laughs> and I played it like 50 times. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, all these trailer pictures were either from Disney Plus Day or from D23. Yeah. So, there are so many. We basically had to give it its own episode. Yeah. So And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with yeah, that. That's right. That's right. So although I do feel looking at the D23 lineup and all these people in the audience that got to see all these little clips from all these movies that they didn't release. Disney's really kind of running us through the ringer while everybody else is just releasing their clips online. So that being said, let's start with the little mermaid, which will be a <laughs> Disney theatrical release. Oh, man. <clears throat> I've got a lot to say about this, but we'll go to the pitch first. Okay. Okay. Like the nineties animated version. But this time with inclusivity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, I, I, 
I made sure to include the inclusivity part of it. Sure. Because once again, we're having this discussion uh-huh. about non-traditional casting. And, 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 you know, like I watched the trailer with my wife and mm-hmm. we quite enjoyed it. And I said, guess what? Ariel's not a redhead of blonde. And she's like, what? And then that's when the new actress who who's African-American shows up and she's singing as amazing. And my wife's like, I cannot wait for this new movie to come out. I said, I know. Mm-hmm. And of course, short time later i happen to be doom scroll doom scrolling through twitter again and here we go <laughs> that's Just, right you know grown adults like you're you're killing my childhood and you know my my adult wife who's redhead cried when she found out that oh my god you know that ariel's not redhead anymore it's like bro like it's a it's a movie about mermaids that's right. You know, and my thought, my thought was this was, okay, show me what a real mermaid looks like. <laughs> yes. And then you'll have, uh, you, you'll be able to stand up your argument as far as non-traditional casting goes, because. Well, yeah. Hey, well, okay. listen, you want to see a real mermaid jump on a boat in, 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 in Europe sail across the Atlantic, get scurvy, don't eat for 30 days, <laughs> sail into Florida, see those manatees fl- swimming around. There's your mermaid. That's right. <laughs> like it, like in a in a in a in a fever dream scurvy state, you will see your mermaid. <laughs> yeah. It that's it's just ridiculous how how people get all upset over these things and it's like Okay, let's calm down. But let me let me get a sidebar on this really quick because I was going to sure. talk about this on our second part. But uh, I was looking up who was in this, and I saw some of the some of the outrage and stuff like that. And I was thinking, wow, why is Halle Berry Ariel? Oh right, <laughs> I, totally, I was like, I totally misread that. So I'm like. Isn't she a little too? I was like, never mind the non-traditional casting. Isn't she a little too old to be playing the Little Mermaid? Sixteen-year-old <laughs> girl, sixteen-year-old mermaid princess. I was like, oh, okay. Wait a second. I did get new glasses. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm onto it now. So it's uh, uh, Hallie Bailey. Yes. So yeah. I read it. I read her name as Halle Berry as well. So you're not the only one. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? Everybody's upset about the casting choice, but not the age. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, quite the cast. I mean, Javier Bardem as King Triton and Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. Yeah. I, okay, so all right, we'll, v, we'll get since we're just Diggs is Sebastian. Oh yeah, I'm down for that. I loved it. I love me some David Diggs, but we got this on the D23 panel for tomorrow. Uh, let's okay. let's 
stay with the trailer Let's pitches move on. because we, I we still spent a lot have a of lot time. to unpack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've we spent a lot of time on this, so let's let's keep moving. That's right. Let's keep. That's moving. right. Okay, so next is Disenchanted on Disney Plus. The trailer pitch for this one is everything is awesome. That's exactly how I felt. Oh, really? That's funny. <laughs> while watching this, while watching this trailer. You know, I, I know they were trying to get this thing together for years, but um, it's good to see that it kind of just snuck up on us and it's coming out in like two months. So, yeah, uh, it's a Disney's... sequel to uh, to Enchanted, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So where a cartoon princess gets uh, swept into the real world. That's right. Well, we'll tell we'll definitely chat about this one. So, OK, fan favorite. Everybody's looking forward to this one. Hocus Pocus 2 Disney Plus. <laughs> uh, I might have said this the last time oh, during the first trailer uh, pitch for Hocus Pocus 2. But what's old is new again, Tim. Of course. I'm sure it's always great to recycle a story and put it out there with the same exact people. So, But with a, also a new younger cast. Yes, that's right. And better so. special effects. Yes. Uh-huh. Let me tell you something. My wife is super excited for this, and she cannot wait to watch it with her son because he saw the trailer and he was like, Ooh, mom, this looks awesome. She's like, It does, doesn't it? Yeah. We watched the original last year for the first time, so as a family, so we'll be watching this one. All right. D plus Willow. Tim. What's old is new again. <laughs> but with inclusivity again. <laughs> That's right. Let's do a new version of Willow. So, yeah. Again. Yeah, while another, Star Wars is peaking. Another title that my wife is super excited about. I am too. I love Willow yeah. as a kid. And so yeah. It makes me sad back. for it makes me sad for Val Kilmer though. Oh, I know. You know, ah, that guy. I mean, he he's just he's a gem. So I, I I'd really I, I'm glad to see him in Top Gun, too. But but, uh, uh, but but we do get Warwick Davis. We do get Warwick Davis. That's right. The the Star Wars reboots ends up rebooting Willow. So I'm 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 OK for that. So. All right. Here we go. <laughs> the Santa Claus is on Disney Plus. Tim, what's what? old is new again? <laughs> I thought you were just going to say see previous. Oh, see previous. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I'm very happy that Disney is putting out all this content. Yeah. And like nothing gives me more joy than something that I can enjoy. I, that I can actually like watching with my kids. Yeah, that's true. But and, and it's cool because you can go back and you know watch the old ones and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, you know, like the the new the new Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers was the gateway to watching the '90s cartoon with my kid, mm-hmm. right? So like, you know, we we use the "what's old is new" as a derogatory a bit around here. <laughs> Um, I mean, it, it looked like it looked fun, right? Uh, you know, Peyton Manning was 
doing his best Peyton Manning. Yeah. Uh, in the trailer, and I'm I'm sure there's gonna be like that montage of like you know celebrities and guest stars coming in and interviewing with Santa. So yeah, excited. It'll I think it'll be fun. Heck yeah, man! All right, and the next one on Disney Plus. I think everything else is on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, they're, yeah, all, they're really all going Disney all in. Plus. Yeah, they're really okay. Going so on. National Treasure: Edge of History. <laughs> you have a little okay. more on this one. Okay, okay. So this one is a Rocky and Bullwinkle uh, uh, trailer pitch. Ready? Yep. <laughs> What's old is new again. <laughs> <laughs> or the an action blockbuster for American history nerds this time with inclusivity thumbs up <laughs> there you go hey I, I I love the National Treasure movies oh yeah and like they're you know it's just like a fun romp through quasi American history and, and, and American mythology and, uh, you know, more of that I'm all for. And, yeah. uh, you know, having some people of color on screen as well. I'm okay with that. Yeah, definitely. I, I like the, uh, the history aspect. Any of these are great to actually, you know, go watch with your kids. They'll watch it cause it's new. They won't watch the old ones, but they'll watch it because it's new. Yeah. And then you can take them back because now they want more content. Well, so. sure. And and then, you know, it, it, it adds like it adds a bit of a spin to, you know, these historical sites that may not be the funnest to visit in person. But yeah. if it's like, but I saw that on National Treasure, like, yes, that's exciting. That is so. OK. All right. Tales of the Jedi from Star Wars. The um, the trailer pitch for this one is I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. I, you know. I will say this about what Disney is doing on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Is they are killing it with these make these these making of behind the scenes specials for all of their movies and all the shows that they're putting out, like, you know, diving into the the filmmakers, the writers, their, you know, their, their motivations and their thoughts around certain things. And then to see, you know, a lot of the behind the scenes, right. I mean, like a behind the scenes featurette is not a new thing, but Disney Disney plus turning it into like real content where it's not like a five, 10, 20 minute dot, you know, little feature that you see at the end of a DVD. Like they're throwing down like hour long, multiple episode behind the scenes. And this is, you know, the, the um, tales of the Jedi is, is, is no different. And even the trailer got me a little misty eyed. So, Okay, so let me ask you this. Yeah. What did you what did you watch? What's that? What did you watch? What do you mean? Tales of the Jedi? It's an animated show. Oh wait. I was I thinking of I was thinking of Return of the Jedi. No, no, it was the Obi Wan. The Obi Wan and Jedi's Return. That's what I was thinking of. Oh my gosh. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But we are going to be talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tales of the Jedi. That was the the um, it's with the 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 animated shorts, right? Yeah, it's like the um, yeah. In that case, Rebels. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> there you go. You're right. I'm crying, laughing. Oh man! No, <laughs> I'm sitting no. here thinking. Wait a second. What is he watching? What in what the world did you about? just watch? Did no. I not watch the right thing? Yeah, yeah. They're like they're they're four one shots. Yeah. Um, and they take place uh during the 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 Clone Wars timeline, right? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm not crying. You're crying. Okay. Because fair enough. Those, those shows are actually really good. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, keeping with the Star Wars theme. Yes. The Andor first look on Disney Plus. Oh, the, just like everything else. The trailer pitch for this one is just the the mind blown emoji. There you go. Because it's. I was already excited for Andor. And then they throw down this like, it's like a, I think it's like 12 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like a, you get a little behind the scenes featurette. Mm-hmm. You get a first look extended scene. And then the trailer. Right. And it like builds up because, you know, the behind the scenes featurette where, you know, the director and, and, you know, the caster, you know, they're talking about, um, uh, about the show and then the extended scene where, where you get, um, you know, you actually get to see casting Andor in action. And then you see a new character played by Stellan Skarsgård. Um, you know, it's a captivating scene. Plus it, it plus Star Wars action uh, around it too, and then they roll into that trailer that brings in you know some of the the footage from from Rogue One because this is a pro- Rogue One prequel, um, and like I was getting like goosebumps, man. There you go. Speaking of Stellan Skarsgård, I just went to IKEA this last weekend. Scars guard. I bought a scars guard. <laughs> Do you remember that? Do you remember the 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 pirate convention sketch on uh, on Saturday Night Live? No. With Peter Scars guard. Oh. <laughs> and you have all I'm the pirates. That they keep it up. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, that's random. All right. All right. It's late. Wrapping up our Star Wars trailers the mandalorian season three and the pitch for this is please sir may i have another eat your mate (laughs) yeah this one the last last time we saw the mandalorian he basically got a a backdoor uh uh season premiere during book of boba fett yeah, we had an entire like episode and a half dedicated to just Mandalorian, and yeah. this pilot, the 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 trailer looks like it picks up right, you know, from when he zooms off in his new ship, and I mean, it looks incredible. Yeah, 
totally. And I, I definitely can appreciate that because it was really kind of a Mandalorian, um, so like a the Mandalorian special in the middle of a terrible Boba Fett. No season. Yes, it was good. It, was, it wasn't it was, the best. Look, it wasn't the it was best. Just ish. Ish. And 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 they may have mistitled it. Book, Book of, of Boba, Boba Fett instead of Tales from Tattooing. We've we've yeah. hashed this out. Okay. Okay. We'll, but we'll please, move on. Please. <laughs> You're going to make me walk off. <laughs> We're done. I will walk off this podcast. There you go. Um, okay. Marvel's Werewolf by Night. If Quentin Tarantino directed a Marvel adaptation, that's the pitch. Man, this is like full on like Orson Welles. 60s camp. Black Even and white. Way, way earlier than that. Like Orson Welles, what's that one he did? The terror one. It got it got like a release later later on after he died. But um yeah, it was straight out of like some type of Orson Welles noir yes. film type of thing. So definitely an interesting take and i was like whoa i had heard i had I'd heard that this might be this adaptation might be coming mm-hmm. and i was thinking like are we ready for for like like horror like werewolves and stuff in the mcu mm-hmm. and then seeing this trailer it looked so crazy and yeah. not like anything else that we've seen in the mcu I mean, yeah. it it looks interesting. I found what was really interesting is it's directed by Michael uh, Giacchino, the 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 uh, the composer for oh. a number of Disney, Pixar, Star Wars um, properties, uh, as well as many many others uh, like Lost and stuff. Like he's direct he's directing it and scoring it as well. So okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So it looks yeah. good. I, I thought the um all the monsters were part of DC or or Warner Brothers had that. Well, I didn't know that. They have their versions of it, right? Like the Wolfman and the Mummy. Like the Oh uh, yeah. Like the, the old main classics. Monsters. Whereas this is like its own thing, right? Like yeah. Werewolf by Night. I think there's like a Dracula by Night. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, it's the Marvel version okay. of it. Okay. All right. And then let's uh wrap this up with the big epic Marvel show, Marvel's Secret Invasion. There's only one way to describe this trailer. <laughs> and that is from Community the the gif of Dean Pelton convulsing when he sees Jeff Winger in Aviators. That's right. <laughs> I I would concur. I mean, Although they could give us a little bit more. They could have. Yeah. And and it's been a real slow drip for the storyline. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, come coming out of Captain Marvel. And then you see like glimpses of glimpses of it, like at the end of Wanda Vision, 
right? There's yeah. a there's a little glimpse of it, and then yeah. Um, so so you know it's been a real drip leading up to this, and um, I, I think I, I think part of the storyline was a bit of an okie doke for for uh, as like a B storyline in 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 um, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, which which I think kind of made made some fans. I mean, for many reasons, fans did not like Captain Marvel. But I think you know, I think they 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 felt like it was a wasted opportunity to do Secret Invasion. But then mm-hmm. to actually get a payoff of Secret Invasion, kind yeah. of excited. I know. I can't wait for this one. This is going to be exciting. Definitely to be excited about this and and see something that would be typically a a lengthy Avengers film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. on this on essentially a uh, Disney plus. So hey, l- look at us over here, drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. I'm all about it. Not a one. We're like, no pass. It's all, it's all up. <laughs> uh, wait till, uh, wait till we get to the D 23 stuff tomorrow. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, okay. That, that concludes our trilogies. Boom. <laughs> yes. That's uh, correct. All right. So all moving right, on. All right. Let's get to Disney Plus Day. So Thursday, September 8th, was the Disney Plus Day launch. They did it a little earlier this year. Sure. Typically, they, they did it with the anniversary of Disney Plus in prior years. However, they aligned Disney Plus Day with the D23 Expo. Yeah, you got to have you got to have you got to have some synergies between, you know, during the the big convention season, right? Yeah, so they were already planning on launching things for to get ahead of the D23 Expo and while eyeballs were on Disney Plus, they had a highlights reel of everything that was going on in D23. So, but let's just talk about some of the things that were on that dropped on Disney Plus for Disney Plus Day. Yeah. Did have did you watch any of any of these drops before we like start diving into them? I watched um a little bit. So, um anything Marvel and Star Wars I watched. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's <laughs> Let's leave those for the end. Okay. Let's leave those for the end. All right. Let's get started on the Disney day with cars on the road. Okay. Did you watch this one? I did not. Let me tell you something. My, My son's watch watched it. it three times through already. <laughs> wow. That's exciting. Yeah. It, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's basically, a you know, what amounts to cars four, they just yeah. broke it up into, you know, short, short episodes. Um, yeah. so it's, 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 a uh, um, uh, lightning agrees to go on a road trip across the country mm-hmm. with Mater. So basically cars one, actually like yeah. cars one and two, no cars one and three where it's, it's a road trip. Mm-hmm. But with Mater, like three. Yeah. And then, but then sprinkled in with, you know, 
like like zany adventure so so basically cars three but yeah. cars four <laughs> it's like cars 1.5 but like one and three but kind of like three but part four yeah but broken up into a bunch of different episodes so right. i i'm i'm excited I, I did look at the details on this one and um i don't know if you know this but all of the little car shorts that they did around cars one and two did not have Owen Wilson as Lightning McQueen. Oh yeah, he was he was too good to come back and voice I know his, I know voice it. anything and and they really couldn't wow. just because uh, wow I know that's wow that's really cool to wow, wow. I didn't know that yeah so <laughs> and they you know you really can't get anyone else but Larry the Cable Guy for the for Mater sure so essentially he came back yeah I think. I think almost everybody came back except for Owen Wilson. Yep. But I, I want to say there was, there was some precedent set on some things where original casts had come back to do the voices like the, um, all of the DreamWorks cartoons, you know, and then I'm sure they learned, they learned and decided to just write that into their contract. Like you gotta, you, you gotta come in and do, you know, the voice recording for it. Just, Give us one more bonus episode so we can release it like six months after <laughs> after the theatrical run. That's right. That's right. So it's definitely great that they're uh, um, they're bringing back the the gang for this, and I, I'm sure they probably because of Disney Plus now they probably put that in their contract. Oh, Shoot, I'm I sure. would be surprised if they if they got Owen Wilson to go back and re-record those things, but obviously they won't. No. So. All right. Well, next up we have remembering. I watched. I watched the beginning of this. I haven't watched it all the way through because I wanted to watch it with, uh, with my wife. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, this one, I think it was directed by Brie Larson, and she's starring in it too. Um, it's a really cool concept. Mm-hmm. Where it's like this this writer who has an idea, and it's like. You know, the, the physical manifestation of it is like a beam of light or like a, a, a dancing light. Yeah. Um, and and in the process of forming this idea, she loses it. And so the idea actually goes into her subconscious. Um, and, you know, an adventure through the mind happens as this idea is 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 tries to see the light of day again. So. Right. It's a really, it's, a, it's, I mean, it's really high concept. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for like children's entertainment. Um, True. But what I saw from it so far, uh, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. It's just a little short, just eight minutes long. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not long. Yeah. So it's not a, not nothing crazy, but it's one of those ones you got to kind of watch a couple of times. Yeah. You know, there, there's a part so. where they show like, I don't know if it's like the dream world or like the, the subconscious or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you see like this panoramic shot of it and it's, um, it, 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 it looks so cool how they kind of conceptualized it. Um, and, and seeing on the big, on our big screen, it was, it, it looked really neat. So that's why I paused it. I was like, Oh, I need a, I can't watch this. I can't watch this without, <laughs> without yeah. Daisy and, and, uh, and my son. So it's like, okay, I'll wait, I'll wait and watch it with them. But from what I yeah. thought it was cool. Yeah, true. Um, okay. And by the way, pro tip on can't watch it with your 
significant others. If you create a new profile. <laughs> See, the problem watch. is I'm such I'm so bad. I'm so bad at lying that I can't hide it where like a key part will come up and I'll just be looking at her like, huh? Huh? And she'll be like, you've already seen this, haven't you? Like, yes, I have. And I just hang You need to have some discipline, man. I I don't have any discipline. I'm terrible. Terrible. Uh, Sorry. Some pitches you just don't swing at. (laughs) So, you know. So create. So, all right. To our tens of listeners, create a new account. Watch what you want to watch. Binge watch the whole season if you want to. And then delete the account. (laughs) Yeah. Just as simple as that. There's no evidence. So, or start a TV film podcast and they'll understand. <laughs> so, gotta watch it for the built podcast. Built-in excuse. Yeah, built-in excuse. That's right. That's right. All, All right, right. Next one. Next one. We're going to look at Welcome to the Club. I have no idea what this is. I did not see this on Disney+. Plus. Okay, this is about the Simpsons. So, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 It's like so Lisa, Lisa Simpson, Lisa dreams of being a princess, but, but yes, finds out that being a villain is actually more fun. Yeah. I haven't watched it. So, but I want to, it looks fun. Just a little four minute short. So yeah, we got a lot of, we got a little shorts, a lot of shorts coming in. All right. So yeah. So next is growing up again. I did not see this one. Okay. This one, is actually a series. Okay. All right. And then from what I put here, it was also created by Brie Larson and Culture House, which is an innovative hybrid docu-series that explores the challenges, triumphs, and complexities of adolescence through 10 compelling coming-of-age stories. So, and and I got to give props to to Brie Larson. I I think she's very ahead of her time. Sure. Um, and she's really, I I think a lot of people are kind of confusing her efforts with being woke. And I I don't think it's the, it's like some people are just, you know, talking about the, you know, the gender pay gap is 80 cents on the dollar. When she's sitting here saying, no, it's actually, let's get women in high paying jobs. You know, it's, it's like women are underutilized in high paying jobs and that's, what's creating that, that imbalance, you know, so not to get all political or anything like that. It's just like, she, she gets it and she sees where, there is the disparities that really exist where we our kids need some kind of inspiration there needs to be some equity and uh, you know so you know good on her and and sure. and unfortunately she kind of carries herself in a manner where it it turns <laughs> she people doesn't off make it easy she doesn't, she doesn't make you know, it easy. no look, but look. but I, Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I um, 
being a being a minority myself, having mm-hmm. having multi multiracial children, right? You can relate to that. Yeah. And looking at I didn't think that we we're gonna get this deep into this, but sure. Looking at the history of Hollywood, where roles are predominantly cast as white. Yeah. Roles that were originally written as a person of color cast mm-hmm. as white, even so far at some points in Hollywood history of like, you know, painting someone's face black or in Breakfast of Tiffany's. There's like the, you know, the 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 Asian character that's like a caricature. Of, oh, yeah. Of Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney playing playing like the most like racist version. like some stereotypical dr seuss drawn you know uh world war ii propaganda asian character right and so it's one of those things where for me growing up i rarely saw any any medium tv Mm -hmm. movies Video games that showed characters that looked like me, who acted like me, um, that I had a chance to look up to, right? Yeah. And now for my children, I mean, there is so much more content, so more, so so many choices for them. Like, yeah, I, I I will never, I will never criticize that because my children yeah. actually have you know, some content that they can view that they can actually relate to. Um, And so, you know, for, for anyone that like the argument of like, Oh, but the source material, well, you know what? Like most of the source material that you're talking about is like, has dragons and magic and fictional characters and, and, and mythology. And so like, Yeah. yeah, if you've got to check your, your, your disbelief at the door for that, it's not that yeah. far of a leap to think that like, you know, these characters can also can also exist, you know, with with darker skin. Right. Right. Um, you know, and, and then and, and the arguments against are, are so flimsy that like you press on it a little bit and and it falls apart and and. and and you get the argument of, well, if they cast, you know, Black Panther as a white guy, there there would be an uproar. Yeah, of course. Of course, because in the history of Hollywood, it hasn't been the other way around where, you know, where, where, where you know, white people are not so underrepresented. Right. In film. So, you know, like in 200 years when... You know the the races are fairly mixed up, where you know purely white people or 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 white skin is the vast minority, and the yeah. pendulum has swung the other way, and we've cast a lot of predominant roles as as brown and, uh, and black people. Then sure, you've you've got to like to stand on there, <laughs> but until yeah. then, I, it's a real flimsy argument. Yeah. No, that is true. And and it's funny because it reminds, reminds me of a story. Um, 
that with miss when you you talked about not seeing um any asians on screen and it reminds me of the musical miss saigon and miss saigon was takes place during the vietnam war and it's essentially madam butterfly with you know is about the the vietnam war is a backdrop and it opened in london with john and jonathan price playing this character called the engineer who was essentially branded as Eurasian mm-hmm. essentially. So at least half, half Vietnamese, right? Still a white dude playing someone who's half Asian. Yeah. They put little prosthetics on his eyes to make him look somewhat Asian. They also even cast, a uh, um, uh, a white guy as a full Asian character. Um, but when it was coming to Broadway, they wanted to, put number one, bring Leah Salonga to Broadway, um, who was discovered in Miss Saigon and also, uh, bring Jonathan price to reprise his role and the actors equity association, which is the union said no. Sure. And Cameron McIntosh who was the producer of the show said, okay, well, guess what? It's not coming to Broadway. You guys can can watch it in London. You can go to London and watch it. It's fantastic. It is a fantastic show. And the everybody buckled like a belt because it, it basically said instead of just allowing one person and um and then it would create a lot of jobs for Asian actors, you know, we're just not gonna open it. So and and the equity just like completely buckled and, and said, okay, all right, we'll, we'll allow it, but they shouldn't have, you know, I don't care how fantastic Jonathan price is. There's an Asian actor out there. That's 10 times better than him in that role. Sure. Probably everybody, but how far Broadway's come with non-traditional casting. You'll, you go to Broadway and go see like lame is. Yeah. And you'll see a black Jean Valjean <laughs> and you won't think twice about it. Right. Well, and, and, we, and we, and we talked about it. There's a lot of, a lot of people punching air when they found out that Hamilton was. <laughs> yeah. Non-traditional cast. Non-traditional cast. <laughs> yeah. You can go and see, um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of non-traditional casting. I, and People are, you, you're not watching it on a screen, man. You're watching the, the actual actors right in front of you sure. on a stage. And nobody thinks twice about it. You can suspend that level of disbelief, but you can't suspend the disbelief of of the Little Mermaid. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on, dude. I mean, one, you know, children's entertainment. Yeah. Two, they kind of get it from the parents, right? Like, yeah, yeah. certainly, if, if it offends you, don't watch it. Yeah. Don't have your children watch it. But, you know, you, you miss out in a number of ways, including lessons that you can teach your children about. Yeah. Uh, uh, about inequities in this country. And, and look. Yeah. I know we don't ever get this deep. 
man <laughs> on this podcast. We never, never. But this, it's, it's, it like never ends with these yeah. things. And, and I know it's a very vocal, small group compared to the whole of people that just like shrug, like, yeah, sure. Like they cast, they cast, they, they didn't cast like a, a white redhead as, as the little mermaid big deal. Like most people like are going to shrug it off and it's not that big of a deal. And if they hired and if, and if they sought to have a, to, 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 to cast, you know, a, a person of color in that role, fine. But as long as as long as they work to find the best person of color for that role, I'm fine with it. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay, you know, and yeah, and, uh, you know, like it just it never ends. No one's ever said anything about Nicki Minaj having red hair. (laughs) I'm sure she has had red hair. Nobody batted an eyelash at that. Nobody lifted an eyebrow. But you know, it's I know we got we get deep. We got really deep on this one. But but you know you know the thing is is that we're really just trying to make the world a little bit better. You know, and 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 it's the I think at this point the squeaky wheels are getting louder because they're not getting any grease. Yeah, and they shouldn't. You know, and it's like it's why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Right. Like, like a small, very vocal group, you know, that, that is, is, you know, just trying to bring everybody down. And it's like, it, 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 it has to take so much effort to go through life so angry to the point yeah. where you're going to like log on to the internet and just fight with strangers all day. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's true. Like that, Man. just it, even just reading some of that, that stuff just is exhausting. Yeah. I can't even imagine what it's like to actually have to like come up with all these posts. Like it's, it's I know it's I don't know. So I use the I use the Ryan Reynolds gif from Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, but why? You know, I use that all the time. You know, I just pop on Twitter and be like, but why? Oh yeah, but why? So it's one of my most common. All right, let's move on. Yeah, yeah, we we really so, uh, we really dove we into that deep. one. We dug deep. Yeah, that's right. We 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 we, we reached back for a little extra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next next up on our Disney day, the epic adventures with Bertie Gregory. Is this like? Is he like the new Bear Grylls? I think so, man. I I didn't know what this was until I actually saw a trailer. I think on you know that's my, this is my this is my, this is my algorithm is is uh, the um, dad t shirts yeah and National Geographic stuff. Um, so I yeah, it just seems like he's kind of the next guy to take us around the world on the, uh, on a little Nat Geo adventure. I mean, he's got the name for it. Like Bertie Gregory. It was well, like, clearly he was, British. It was like he was born and his parents were like, he's going to be an adventurer. That's going to appear yeah. on TV. <laughs> you know, we should name him Bertie. Lighten. Let's, let's name him Bertie Gregory. <laughs> he 
he's going to go around. Do you know who? It's a strong name, like Ernest Shackleton. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So he's got like a pretty. I, I kind of I logged when I logged on and that popped up. That was on the banner, and I was looking at some of the some of the episodes that he had. Um, he he does all kinds of stuff, man. He's up in the sky. He's down in the ocean. Um, it it looks great. It's only about five episodes, pretty quick, you know, and looks very very well done. So uh, I th- I think we'll watch this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And flagship alert. Disney Plus new film landing on Disney Plus Day. Pinocchio. Have you seen it yet? Or have your kids seen it yet? We haven't watched it. We were going to watch it last weekend, but we the the weekend kind of got away from us. Yeah. But, so so we so it's like the morning Thursday morning like before uh-huh. school my son's like hey you know, I watch I watched some TV and we're like oh okay while well, we're getting them ready to go and I didn't realize it was Disney Plus day and he's like oh there's the new there's a new movie with the wooden kid I was like oh the new Pinocchio's now <laughs> wooden kid well I and it. when I looked it up I didn't realize that it was directed by Robert Zemeckis uh, you know I knew that Tom Hanks was in it yeah. But then, like Jiminy Cricket, um, is played by uh, what's his name? Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. And like you wouldn't even know, you wouldn't even know, like just you know his voice acting is very good. Um, oh, he's good. The 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 actor that they had playing uh, Pinocchio, Benjamin um, Evan Ainsworth, sounds exactly uh-huh. like the cartoon. Um, oh wow! I, I was I was actually okay. So I watched this with my son and he was captivated by it. Right. Really? And I feel like a movie like this is exactly why this podcast exists. Right. Uh-huh. Because when I saw the, 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 the reviews for it, it was like trashed for being like a soulless adaptation. Like, why are we still doing these things? And then when I watched it with my son, I was worried because I was like, oh, man, I don't know if he's going to like it. He loved it because he's five. Yeah. And, sure. you know, it's magical to him. And and yeah, for all its faults, like it, it wasn't really Tom Hanks's best. Like <clears throat> it kind of felt like he was he was dialing like he was phoning in a little bit, kind of like, you know, like um, like Polar Express, like parts of that feels like really dialed in a bit but yeah again on something like that another robert zemeckis thing that that he worked on with tom hanks my son loves it because he's five and so That's like right. looking at it through the lens of like as a parent my kid's gonna enjoy it and is it appropriate for him probably more appropriate than the cartoon <laughs> version was yeah where everybody's smoking cigars yeah but yeah. He really enjoyed it, and that that made me happy to see you know how nice. much he liked it while he was watching it. So again, like yeah, you know, as a parent who if you grew up on on the I think it was like the nineteen was it forties when this came out? Yeah, it was nineteen forty yeah, Pinocchio. 40s. Yeah, I, I mean, you're used to seeing it a certain way, and there's a certain magic to it. Sure, um, sure, yeah, you know, but to have a little updated version of it for your kids. I, I was okay with it. It was good. Yeah. 
You know, just to piggyback on what you said is, you know, and, and to bring Brie Larson back, because I had recently seen a video with her kind of making some, putting some criticism toward people who put down a wrinkle in time where, you know, a 40 year old white dude putting, you know, criticizing a wrinkle in time. It wasn't made for you. Right. And, and I think that's where a lot of people kind of, where there's a lot of disconnect when it comes to how people really rate a film. Whereas I, and I think that's essentially also why we're doing this podcast as well is we're, we're trying to be fair. You know, we, we really look at things objectively and say, okay, it wasn't for me, but there's an audience out there for it. And I, I definitely think that, you know, when you look at the reasons why, cause there's also going to be a, a Guillermo del Toro, Pinocchio the scary version. Out here soon. The nightmare, the, the scary nightmare version. version. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm sure it's going to be like, the there's going to be a dream version of it. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be some dude that's got his eyeballs in his hand and the palms of his hands. Um, so, but I, I guarantee you that for everything that people don't like about the critics don't like about this Pinocchio, they'll like about the other Pinocchio. I'm sure, you know, it, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's just kind of see it for what it is, you know, look, look at it at face value. Don't just sit here and think it's going to be the next, uh, well, dare I say citizen Kane. Cause you know, when you think about it, citizen Kane was Rose a box blood. office bomb. I know it was a bomb Rose and it really blood. was, it was the matrix of its day. Yeah. It had, amazing cinematography it had shots that had never been done on film before and then but it was just an okay story sure. you know so oh um, tim there might be some there might be some cinephiles that are shaking hey, a I'm, fist at you and punching air right now I'm, I'm i'm not saying that it was a terrible film <laughs> I, i'm just saying the plot was just it was just okay. And when you think about it, you take Spoiler away. Spoiler alert. It, for it, the it, Matrix. Yeah. No. They Spoiler all alert. If you, if you haven't seen Citizen Kane, it's his, uh, it's his, uh, what's it called? His sled. Swan song. His sled. Oh, yeah. Rosebud is a sled. Rosebud's a sled. Sorry. Rosebud Spoiler is alert. the sled. That's right. <laughs> I just think of that Kids in the Hall episode or that sketch. Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. Um, but, but, you know, it's, you gotta, you gotta be fair and say, okay, look at it for what it is and not look at it for what you think it should be, you know, and, and everybody will be okay in this world. No one's injured from watching this. No one's going to the hospital. We're all okay. The things I tell my kids. Yeah. So, you know, okay. All right. So <laughs> this one next film made its debut on Disney plus day Thor love and thunder along with a, a Marvel's assembled episode, which is a behind the scenes look at Thor love and thunder. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed Thor, Thor love and thunder. And when I left the theater and I don't know, maybe this is like my taste in movies. I, I was surprised to see like people were people were up in arms because it was like too funny apparently. There's too much humor, I guess. 
which is like what Ragnarok was kind of praised for that, it, you know, yeah. like it was a little lighter in tone. I didn't mm-hmm. feel like it was too jokey and, 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 and maybe like, you know, like the, like the crazy Rams that like powered his, <laughs> his boat. No, I, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I thought it, I, I was really entertained by, by Thor and Thunder. Okay. Yeah. So, so circling back to my argument, it's it, the, well, no, I don't think it, I, I don't want to say that. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. People disliked it because they wanted it to be something else. They wanted some type of deeper connection, you know, Thor Ragnarok connected into the infinity saga. Mm-hmm. It, um, you know, they, they, it's, just, it, it was the solo films. You got to think of like game of Thrones, sure. you know, Arya's over here and Ned's uh, or, uh, Jon Snow's over here, you know, and everybody's in their place and they're all trying to get back to each other. And, and, and this really was just a one-off didn't really have, it was just, let's make a fun film. And that's all it was. Yeah. And I was entertained by that. You know, I wasn't looking for any deep meaning. Just watch it. I had a lot lot of fun watching it. It was really entertaining to me. Yeah, totally. So I didn't watch the assembled episode on Disney plus, but, um, it's, but yeah, I started watching it. I started watching the assembled uh-huh. episode. Yeah. And they take it all the way back to Chris Hem- Hemsworth's um, original. Uh, what's it called? Audition. The audition, the audition reel. Oh, okay. And I mean, it was really good. And you can see the progression of the character, right? Because in uh-huh. the audition reel, he plays it so serious and i don't think they actually have dialogue from it they, they, they pull dialogue from something else they haven't read some like nonsensical you know dialogue yeah. from another movie but like mm-hmm. he, he really was going for it like being very serious and obviously that's the tone of yeah early thor in the mcu compared to like sure. where thor is at today mm-hmm. uh, but they they took it all the way back it was cool nice um, i'm just glad yeah, they I, don't bleach his eyebrows anymore yeah weird uh good times yeah yeah i do like um and this will be a good segue into the next the the final uh disney plus ad that we're going to talk about today is uh their behind the scenes footage their extra footage they really kind of knock it out of the park because it's one sure. thing that you really don't get when you now you subscribe to the streaming services, you would get the bonus features that come along with buying a film. But right. Now you're like DVD or Blu-ray. Right. And, and even with <laughs> like voodoo or um, movies anywhere or whatever, you, you still get the bonus, some bonus features. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now that people aren't they're subscribing more and buying less you don't get bonus features yeah that yeah you stuff, might so. you might be able to find it somewhere on youtube like yeah. a random like someone randomly uploaded it on youtube or sure um if they just happen to have it in the extras on like netflix every occasionally they will yeah. or on on prime video they will yeah um but yeah, they but do a great job of really. They, they do of... a fantastic job. So bringing it back to my, you know, to my incorrectly uh, 
my 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 incorrect trailer pitch on on Tales of the Jedi. <laughs> for these two, for Lord, Thor: Love and Thunder, for for the Thor assembled episode, and uh-huh. and the last one that we're going to talk about the Disney Plus day is is Obi Wan Kenobi: A Jedi's Return. Yeah, I, I think I know what you're getting at. Is that yeah. Disney is just killing these behind the scenes making up oh, pictures. Yeah. I, I mean, you're talking about like for the Mandalorian, the gallery was like a six, a six hour long making the, the making of documentary was as long as the series yeah. <laughs> in runtime. Like that's how yeah. much like extra footage behind the scene coverage they had on it. Um, yeah. You know, seeing like the, the assembled for, for the, for the Marvel shows and and movies is actually really entertaining um you know what i wish the next step that the streaming services would 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 take is including the directors the the commentary track yeah they don't really do that anymore they don't do it at all yeah. And that's something that I really, really miss. And we've talked about this. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm such a geek with, with, with the director's commentary or yeah. with the actor's commentary. Like, I, I, whenever I would get a Blu-ray or a DVD back in the day, I would mm-hmm. actually, I would actually watch the commentary before I watched the movie through. Yeah. What? So, what's your favorite commentary? Let's get off track here. <sighs> okay, there's a couple really good ones. Um. <laughs> there's some really funny ones that I love where it adds like a whole different layer to the movie. Uh-huh. So, so there was a time when Will Ferrell was just killing, was just killing it on, on his, on his um, uh, commentary tracks. So Anchorman, it's him. And so all of the ones with him and Adam McKay are amazing. So Anchorman is really good. Mm-hmm. My favorite of their commentaries together was actually for Semi Pro. Oh, okay. And 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 they brought in the composer who was on a little keyboard and they like <laughs> live sang their commentary. And then like at one like randomly, like Baron Davis, if you know the NBA, Baron Davis, he was a former like NBA star. He just uh-huh. randomly pops into their commentary. We're like, oh, hey, it's Baron Davis. <laughs> and so oh like gosh, he rolls in. So half of it is this them just messing around, talking about the commentary and just like joking with each other. And then like mm-hmm. they'll just spontaneously spring into song and have the com- the, the the composer just like play it, play a tune for them. It's the most random, hilarious thing ever. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Yeah. You got to catch him. Okay, I'll, I'll definitely check that out because I think, uh, well, I got rid of all my DVDs, but um, I'm sure, I'm sure it's, you can I'm find sure them somewhere. online. I'm sure you yeah, can find yeah. them online. Yeah, and any of the commentaries that, that Will Ferrell and Adam McKay did are okay. certainly worth an extra an extra viewing um, okay. for the comedy, yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah. Okay, I got, I got two for you. Okay. Number one is The Goonies. Oh my gosh. We've talked about this one? one. We've oh, talked about so this good. one where they're basically like, it's the, the anniversary. The Are you talking about the anniversary version where they bring back the whole cast? Yeah. 
They brought back yes. the whole cast. Sean Astin was doing Lord of the Rings, so he had to go <laughs> leave for like I don't know. He had to do some like voice work or something. But... Well, he had to leave. <clears throat> where like they, it's like they go in on him the whole commentary track. Yeah, and then and then I don't know if it's like a send up or or if it legitimately happened where he like stormed out of the commentary. Well, somebody had made a com a comment that he he actually had to go do some work on Lord of the Rings. Oh, gotcha. So yeah, I think so. Ultimately, I think at that point it was post production work. Like he was probably uh, recording re recording dialogue or something like that, but. Uh, I'm not, I can't, I can't remember what it was, but, um, he, he left halfway through because yeah. he, he had some responsibilities, and they but just, like let him have it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It was good. And then there was uh Josh Brolin talking about how they were trying to pull Stanislavski acting books on all the kids during filming and stuff like that. So try to get him to act a little bit better, but, um, and all the stories of them acting up as kids, sure. you know, just banding together and being completely uncontrollable. Um, that was, that was pretty entertaining now that, you know, hearing the story is now that they're adults. Um, the other one would be love. Actually. Um, you get Hugh Grant in true Hugh Grant form. Yeah. So it's Richard Cur Curtis, Hugh Grant, and then the kid that was Liam Neeson's stepson, Thomas Brody Sangster. And throughout the entire thing, Hugh Grant is asking Thomas, you just hear him saying, Thomas, of these girls, which one would you like? Which one, <laughs> which one do you think is the best looking? It, it, throughout the whole thing, just kind of putting him on the spot, just like, which girl you like the best? You know, it, it was absolutely hysterical. Um, I, I can't remember if there's anyone else in there, but, but, uh, yeah, it was they yeah, they just need to bring those back. Yeah. They really need to bring those back, you know. Oh yeah. There there's yeah. there's one other one that I remembered um was the um the Lord of the Rings where Peter Jackson does does his commentary on them. Oh wow. The longer versions? Now, listen. I've seen the Lord of the Rings so many times and so many versions of it like I have the extended versions where uh, they're like four hours, four freaking hours long. Yeah. And, and like his commentary on these movies is incredible where, I mean, obviously like it was a labor of love for him. He was, he was oh, a sure. fan um, of, of the books and, you know, spent, spent, you know, an entire decade of his life adapting. Mm-hmm them to movies and to see and you can hear just like the 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 amount of heart and and like the pieces of him that he actually like left in this movie like the blood sweat yeah. and tears that he literally had to put into this movie into those movies like his, the the commentary on those are really good nice i'll have to check that out but uh i definitely think for lord of the rings man you should get they should get stephen colbert in there to do just to do a entire 12 hour long all four films for four hours long uh commentary where he would just be in hog heaven yeah there's no question but um all right so let's talk about obi-wan kenobi <laughs> yeah. so and, and wrap I'm this not up i'm not crying you're crying 
<laughs> yeah, right. So officially, I'm not crying. You're crying. At first, when you had told me this and I was like, OK, I'll watch this thing. It's only an hour. You know, I got to fold some clothes or something. And um, I started watching it. And I'm like, yeah, OK, whatever. You know, I'm like, you're crying, just getting emotional and all that stuff. And then it, by the end of it, I was like, oh, man. This thing was amazing. Yeah, I know. It was so good. It was so good. It like I've never I've I've never felt so immersed in a behind the scenes making of documentary. Like I've enjoyed yeah. the previous ones that they've done. Like Gallery for for the Mandalorian was incredible. Yeah. But watching this one and seeing how much the actors cared, right? Yeah. Because when, when the, when the prequel trilogy came out, I mean, like it, it, it was a bit of a mess. And like, I mean, over the years, I, I think, you know, some of the, the criticisms of, of them have kind of fallen by the wayside where I was like, yeah, they're not perfect, but they're, you know, they're entertaining sure. for what they were. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, to see like it was like a comeback tour for for Hayden Christensen. Yeah. And and you know, to see like the like how how much of themselves they put into back into these roles. I, I thought I thought it was really cool. Yeah. And I do think Hayden Christensen really got you know, he got kind of ran through the ringer. Sure. Not not through any fault of his own because it, it really was bad directing and it was bad writing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say these, these films are just all out terrible. Don't ever go see them. No, there's there's I mean, definitely great parts to, to, yeah. to the, the sequel. Right. And, and, and the, the one thing that they trilogy. do emphasize is that the, the, the prequels were made for kids. Right. And, because I think George Lucas at the time had some had under 18 kids and he wanted to make something that was special for them. And uh, he, he was pretty successful at doing that, but he hadn't directed a film since star Wars. Yeah. The original 1977 film. Cause empire and Jedi were actually filmed by, they were directed by someone else. He had input. He had some creative control but they ultimately weren't his words on the page and they weren't his, it was his story. It, but someone else wrote it, someone else directed. And that's where I think that um, he kind of went awry on those things. He went too far, which he acknowledged, but he just wrote such a terrible character for Hayden Christensen. And watching this, this documentary on Obi-Wan Kenobi, I mean, you just like love the dude. Oh, he is yeah. Yeah. so, so gracious, mm -hmm. so, so incredibly kind. And um, I definitely would, would, I, I'll when next time I go back and watch the prequels. Actually, I don't think I've we finished them with our. I watched my kids watched the first one and they weren't really interested in watching anymore. But um, yet yeah, at least they they watched the original trilogy. But um, 
I do think that I'll look at it differently, but all in all, the Obi-Wan Kenobi, a Jedi's return documentary was, I hate to say it, it was pretty superior to the actual, uh, the actual show itself collectively Mm -hmm. as a whole, just going into those explanations, going deeper into the mind of the creatives on, on the set. Well, yeah. Now go back through and watch the series, Tim, and I'm sure you will enjoy it much more. (laughs) Well, you know, except for those parts where, but I mean, you know, to be fair, I mean, they could have, it, it was just one of those, like just barely get away every single episode. And that's where it was just kind of fell flat for me all in all. But you know, if had they dug deeper in the psychology of of uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, a little more on on the nose, you know, instead of non verbally, I think that that they would have uh, it, it would have been a stronger a stronger show. But it was a very strong show. I'm not saying it wasn't a strong show. I'm saying a stronger show. I am offended, sir. Well, if you're a terrible take podcast over. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, so yeah, so, but Obi-Wan Kenobi such, I've always been a fan of Ewan McGregor since I first saw him in train spotting back in 1996. Um, so hands down, such a great, such a great actor. Loved his journey, loved his return, loved what he he had to do with this documentary and um, how they presented it. I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, you got to watch it. Oh yeah, no question. Even if yeah. you're not, still watch it. It's really good. Yeah, it is really good. So, um, all right. Well, on that note, that is our take on the first part of our two-part Disney episode. So if you enjoyed this podcast and you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, like, or give us five stars and a glowing review score. Podcast can reach more people and we can tell our wives that we're making them Disney magic. We're making magic. We're making magic at the castle. So thanks again to Tyler Hobbs of Space Ranger for the original music. Check out Space Ranger exclusively on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at The Final Take Pod. Email us at thefinaltakepod at gmail.com and check out all of our episodes on our website, thefinaltakepod.com. Stay tuned. Our second part of this will drop tomorrow. Until then. <laughs>